Welcome to Misty Queen's Circle Queen. This podcast is all about connecting with the universe. And that universe is you. Here, spirituality will meet reality. We will discuss mindfulness, personal growth, vulnerabilities, and bash society norms about women, sparkling it up with spiritual fun as astrology, tarot, and laws of the universe. I'm your host, Diana Baltra, modern mystic, astrologer, writer, and mindful self-love coach. I really hope you will enjoy this ride. So let's jump in and start growing together. Hi, my beauties. Welcome to today's episode, Energetic Level of Self-Mastery, together with Izzy Constant. Now, I'm really excited about this because I really think that one of the things that we can work the most in our society, in our spiritual realm, then we start our spiritual journeys, is always, always our energy. This is where it all starts. If we can identify one thing, what we need to touch all the time, that's also our energy. So this is why it is so important for us to get more knowledge about it, to self-master it. And this is why I am so happy to bring Izzy here for the talk together with all of you. Izzy is literally energy master. She's the creator of the Pathway to Self-Healing program. As an energy and embodiment guide, she also teaches others how to gain the self-knowledge that leads people to so much more flow. She has trained in trauma, Reiki, Vedic astrology, somatic movement, human design, and neuro-linguistic programming. And I need to say she combines it all in such a beautiful way, together with her intuitive channeling, that it is just so mesmerizing to see. I truly never have seen anyone doing this before. And I'm pretty sure you're gonna definitely notice that just by listening to this podcast, by the way, how she speaks, how she interprets it all, and how beautifully she combines this in this simplistic way. So no further ado, let's dive in and let's see how we can actually master our energies. So hello loves, I'm really happy to bring you this amazing human being spirit into this discussion today. Welcome Izzy, really happy to have you together with us on this podcast episode. Thank you for having me. And it's funny because, of course, like with many people now, we met with Izzy online and her energy was just radiating and we had a few calls and Izzy actually read my human design chart really the whole hour giving me these amazing insights of my own energy of which I'm really thankful. And I know this is what you do, human design, but I also noticed you do so much energetical work with different tools. 
So that's definitely something we need to touch because, of course, today we are discussing the energetical level of self-mastery and let's be real, everyone wants to master their energies at some level. So this is like a new obsession. But before we start, darling, I would like to ask you, as I always do, each participant, each guest, um, what is spirituality to you in your own definition? Spirituality to me is all about faith in yourself and your connection to source. Hmm. Oh, precise, direct, so good. Nice. And what is your soul's purpose? I know it's probably changing maybe for some people from time to time, but what's resonating with you the most? And you hear these words, what's your soul's purpose right now? Mine has stayed steady for quite some time. I am here to spread the word of healing. I'm here to spread the joy and love that comes with healing and coming back home to who you are. Mm -hmm. Love that. Nice. So let's maybe start digging already right in. What is self-mastery? Because I feel whoever, you know, would get this title of the podcast, podcast episode, they would be kind of interested. Okay, what exactly self-mastery means? Like, you know, any words we have, balance or whatever, what does it mean? How would you identify self-mastery for each individual? How we can achieve it? <laughs> I love this question. It's my whole body of work. Everything I do is about self-mastery. And self-mastery is exactly what it says. It's about coming back home to self. But this self we're talking about is the full integrated self. So it's all the pieces and parts of you that you lost over the years based on societal conditioning and all those things. So we're coming back to and learning about all these pieces and parts. And that really is about embodying those feelings, learning what our emotions, which are just energy and motion, actually mean, how they're tied to our needs, what our values are, what triggers us. These kinds of things are important to be able to understand our core fears and our limiting beliefs. And it's not just about learning how you operate but also learning what works to balance how you operate. Because not all of us are meant to use the same tools. So self-mastery is about learning all of that and bringing all the pieces of who you are back together so you can actually be who you're meant to be and not who the world conditioned you to be. Mm, yeah, that's, I assume, the problem that we all have every single day sometimes. Let's be real about that. But how did you start this work? Was it some kind of a specific call and one event that led you to this? Or how does this all started actually? Yeah, I had a very traumatic childhood. And as I grew older and moved away from those traumatic environments and lived on my own, some of the symptoms from trauma started to surface in my life. And I set out on this healing journey and I started with therapy, but that just wasn't working. And so I started doing some work on my own and figuring out how it was that I needed to move through life. And I hit this healing plateau, this plateau, like I knew my limiting beliefs, I knew all the things to do about it. I couldn't embody it, though. And that's when I found embodiment and recognized how that and understanding your energy is truly the key to that next level past that healing plateau that I think we've all hit at some point in our life. Yeah. And it's also funny how you usually always know. <laughs> yeah. The question is, are we doing something about that knowing story of our lives? Yes. <laughs> Having a human experience. But where would you recommend actually someone who starts this 
energetical journey, where even to start? Because I think in our world, there are exactly so many spiritual and energetical tools that sometimes it becomes so confusing where to start, what to do. Is it too big and woo-woo? Do I need to achieve something big, you know, to relate to this? Um, what would be your advice? Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because you're right. There's so many different tools and so much fear-mongering around the tools <laughs> as to what you need to be doing or what you should be doing. The truth is the answer is different for all of us. We're all designed to take this path differently. But there's one thing that all of us can do, and it's the one thing that really can help everyone, and that's going inward. So if you connect with the light inside of you, that's really where the work starts. And that light will start to expand and it'll push up against your shadows and your darkness and you'll enter the period of the shadow work and then you'll walk around feeling like you're in a void because you don't understand life anymore. <laughs> um, and the truth is that attaching yourself to the light and coming back to connecting to that light inside yourself will always get you there. The external tools and all of the other things, they're not really all that needed. They're there to help us, but... Really, it's just about connecting with the light inside you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I also always, when I talk with people, I probably tell that the easiest differentiation in anything that we do is just to see if we are radiating love, which is for me, that's the light exactly frequency, or fear, which is opposite. Do you agree with that concept? What's your actual view on that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I see a lot about love and gratitude and all of those things. And I feel like those are some of the highest vibrational energies. But in my opinion, empathy and compassion is a little bit higher than those. And I truly think that the light inside ourself is source and source is love and gratitude. It's all these things in one. So I feel like it's just also connected. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Yes, I totally agree. I mean, this is the most consciousness love that can ever get because it's love itself in those words. So true. But let's discuss the tools that maybe you use the most in your own work, because I think it's the easiest to give recommendations for people that we do practically ourselves. So where you started with your own energetical journey or what practices you have to maybe restore your energy daily that maybe would be interesting to know for people? Yeah, yeah. So I'll talk a little bit about um, how we get to the energetic level of self-mastery, and then we'll go deep into that part of it and how I manage that and what we can utilize for it. So most of the people I work with have already done a lot of self-mastery work. They know their limiting beliefs. They've uncovered their core fears most of the time, and they've hit that plateau. But I do still take them through this journey of embodying these energies that live inside them and these emotions that come through and a journey on how to move them out. That starts with the breath. It always starts with the breath. The breath is the bridge. So it's gonna connect your energetic body to your physical body. And it's gonna connect your mind, which is in the subtle body. So it's gonna connect all three of those. That's what the breath does. And I always start there. In my 40 day program, that's where we start. We start by learning how to connect those things together, your energy to your body with your breath. And then there's grounding. Now, we all know the importance of grounding. We've all heard the importance of grounding. But when I talk about grounding, I talk about connecting to the energy of the earth because that's what the grounding is. And there are a lot of different ways to ground. And we do go over some of those ways. But my very favorite one is to truly connect to the energy of the earth. 
So that's the one we learn most frequently. Once you're grounded, you can really start to sensitize to the messages your body is sending you. And it's not just your body, but your mind. And people don't realize that your intuition does not communicate your thoughts. And so you have to be able to sensitize to your body and to your mind. So many of us have been walking through this world disconnected. Our environments disconnect us intentionally. And in those ways, we aren't able to hear or tune in to these messages that our mind and body are sending in the way that we need to. And so then we focus on sensitizing to that. Once you sensitize to them, then you've got to know, okay, what do I do with this? (laughs) And so usually that what do I do with this is where we start to talk about internal dialogue and how that shift will shift what you're projecting out into the world and create the changes you need. And then that's when the plateau hits. You've uncovered the core fears, you've done the limiting beliefs, you have all the tools, and then, okay, but what now? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's when we move into this energetic level of self-mastery, which takes a look at the energies that uniquely make you up, that live inside you, that come from the planets and the stars. You know, we all hear we're star stuff. That's what I'm talking about, this energy that lives inside of us. Each of us is different. You know, you're a once in a lifetime astrological event. And that energy inside of each of us is the most valuable tool to get over that plateau and to that level of ascension, that merger with the highest self that we're all looking for. It's that last level. And when you take a look at that energy, what you find is something so beautiful and so liberating. And it's what you're taking on from others. It's the energy that you're naturally taking on from others. And we talked about this in your session. Because we're all naturally designed to take on energy from others. We're all naturally designed to project certain energies out. And what we're projecting out is not really under our control. Oftentimes, that's creating what we're attracting in our life. People, things, places, experiences, all of that that we're attracting. So you really get a handle on what it is that you're taking on from others and what it is that you're putting out into the world that is truly impacting, you know, how other people see you and maybe how you're being portrayed in the world or in your family dynamic. When you get a handle on that, you can learn to balance yourself and work with it instead of against it. Utilize it for your advantage instead of the opposite. And then the third part of this energetic level of self-mastery is learning each individual specific energy that you're carrying, how your energy centers filter that, what energy you'll be drawn to, and how that might impact decisions you're making questions you can ask yourself, breathing techniques designed for your energy, meditation designed for your energy. Those are the energetic levels of self-mastery because I'm a person that has to have a goal-oriented meditation. I'm Virgo sun, Capricorn rising. You can't tell me. (laughs) I've got to go. And so because of that, I need a specific type of meditation, one that would never work for someone who has a different type of sun and rising placements. And so it's that level of energetic mastery that really gets you over the hump and gives you that control that we all seek, right? That control that we feel like will lead to our liberation overall, right? Because you think if you have this control over it, the old sages of thousands of years ago, you know, they did this. That was the self-mastery tools they used. And that's what I try to focus on from start to finish. Mm. That's what I also love, the way how you explained and the session we had with my human design you're reading it that you connected it 
in such a beautiful perspective with the planets and energies together at the same time. That was like really magnificent. I honestly never have seen anyone do that in such a simplistic practical matter, which of course comes from the Virgin Sun. <laughs> and that cat, you know, I got to get the assist from the Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the structure of the Capricorn is just like everything is perfect <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, I know that myself. I have four planets in the Capricorn placement. My boyfriend has four planets in Virgo, so we have that energy in our dynamics. But it's just a really beautiful way how, you know, you touched it from these angles because it is related. Human design as energy is related with planets. And I noticed then I use also different tools to understand my energy more is that they are all actually relating in the end somehow. There is some kind of pattern. So for all of those naysayers about science, well, there is some kind of science here if everything is connected together. And let's be real, planets are there. This is scientifical, energetical matter that is there. Um, So maybe you can just explain a little bit more about the way how you interpret human design at your level. How do you connect these magical pieces together in the simplistic way as you do? Uh, well, thank you for saying it's cool and magical. Those are great things to hear. I started with Vedic astrology. And, you know, if you know anything about the Vedic text, you know, they're all tied together. The limbs of yoga, the karmas, the all of it's tied together. And um, I dove pretty deep into that before I found human design. And when I found human design, it immediately the dots connected. And it was, it felt channeled. It didn't feel like it was something that I had created. It just felt like all of the dots connected. All of my knowledge from Vedic astrology, all of my knowledge from yoga training, all of my knowledge from breathing training and embodiment and somatic movement training, it all just came together very easily when you see human design because of the way that the lines are set up in the planetary aspects. It just all immediately connected. And I remember when this happened to me, I was, it happened over a period of about three hours where I kind of was just channeling in. And eventually after, you know, I skipped dinner and uh, bedtime had approached and I still hadn't done my meditation, my partner was like, is something happening? (laughs) They're used to me just channeling, but for hours by now, so (laughs) something happening. And I was like, yeah, uh, I think I need to do something for your human design chart. Just give me just a second. And so, you know, then I started doing it with everyone I knew (laughs) and it it resonated with everyone. And I was like, okay, let me start doing this with clients. And it really just sort of elevated their ability, their self-mastery at the end there. And uh, I knew that that was part of my body of work at that point. You know, when you're just drawn to something and it just came in and the downloads were there. And the other part of it for me is, you know, I'm a natural born healer. That's my energy. I have the left angle cross of healing in human design. So i natural born healer. So I use that intuition a lot more than I rely on the planetary aspects and the mathematical things. Because when I connect to someone and I'm doing their chart and I'm reading and I'm diving in, I'm connecting to their energy, connecting to source. So that means I'm connected to their spirit guides and all of these things. And I'd say about 30% of what I do in a session is from human design work, from astrology work, but the other 70%, most of the time is channeled. So I really just get into the space and connect in and then receive the messages people need to hear. 
And that's what, you know, that's exactly where that magic was felt for me, for sure. Like, I noticed it. It was just beautiful. And at the same time, I know people might be thinking, oh, my God, this is a lot. <laughs> you need to ground yourself. You need to do that. You need to read that. Um, yes, darlings, spirituality and your uncovering requires work. So we're just going to be honest with that, that. It requires some work. But just the basics of knowing your energetical level, the way how you also presented to me, even though I knew some parts, you just connected it deeper at this perspective, like, oh, okay, now it makes sense why I'm avoiding procrastinating certain things, why I feel depleted when I take others' energies. And it's not about blaming others. It's about understanding yourself more and having responsibility for yourself. So I think this is a beautiful tool for anyone to use oh my god can we just like can we put this into the educational system and make a petition (laughs) can you imagine what it would be like if children were raised based on their energy like if 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 you got a birth certificate and an energy reading for your kids so you knew how to like work with them and teach them oh Oh, yes (laughs) i'm here for that (laughs) yes loves if anyone wants to do this with us let us know (laughs) The world would be such a beautiful place. I mean, it already is. We are transforming. Let's be real. These events we are having now, it's also all for the energetical racing level. But, okay, so we need to do work. We touch that. This is how we can do it. This is how human design can help us to go in that way. And we also said that we are going to discuss what you actually do energetically. So let's maybe touch that part for people who want to maybe combine this more into also the practical work, maybe after they do that human design. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have like any tools how to do that in the more simplistic way? Absolutely. So my favorite recommendation, I have three beautiful practices that I rely on quite frequently. The first one is alternate nostril breathing. And it's as simple as it sounds. You close the right, inhale and exhale through the left, close the left, inhale and exhale through the right. And you just keep alternating back and forth four to seven minutes. That will reset the energy channels that are associated with the two different sides of your nervous system. So you'll kind of come back to this calm homeostasis that we all hope to stay in, utilizing just that breath. So I use it quite frequently. When the dog is wanting to go in and out all the time, as well as first thing in the morning to balance my energy. So I utilize that one quite frequently. Movement. I will always be a proponent of movement. That is my next practice that I rely on quite frequently. And movement for me is not structured. It's not exercise. That word just turns it into something that it's not. And so I tend to do what I call feeling movement. And this is something that I learned through, it's partially nonlinear movement, but not entirely, that I learned through a mentor. And basically, you embody your feelings. So you let yourself feel, and if you're feeling like maybe you feel sad, you move as sadness. And that's the nonlinear movement part. And then I like to push sadness out. So you notice where you're feeling sadness in your body. And for me, it's usually right here over top of my rib cage underneath my chest. And that's usually when I feel it. And so to push it out, I will move that part of my body. And then I'll move on to the next feeling and I'll move with that. It might be excitement or joy. You know, we often feel these dualities quite frequently. And if that's the case, then to move that out, I might jump up and down. 
And so it's a very intuitive movement that I like to do. So that's the second practice I rely on heavily. And the third practice I rely on heavily is my type of meditation. It's goal-oriented. So unless you're a Capricorn Virgo out there, <laughs> this might not be for you. And if you're a Libra or a Pisces, let, don't even try it. <laughs> but I do goal-oriented meditations, which means that I'll set a goal for some, one thing I'm going to focus on typically, and then I'll focus on it. I also really like question type meditations, but meditation is the practice I rely on quite frequently. And not really a practice, but astral projection um, <laughs> is one of my favorites. And if I were to recommend something to someone, it would be a regular offloading practice. You know, the energy that we take on is the thing that impacts us the most. And often it's also the energy we suppress the most and don't allow to move out. And in order to do that, you can do all kinds of things, shaking off the energy. You can imagine the energy leaving you. And I actually have a couple of guided practices on my email list that come out twice a month that will help you stay in that space of offloading your energy. Awesome, love. So we're going to put all the show notes, uh, all the details in the show notes section. So check that out. I mean, I am always a huge preacher about this simple techniques that we can integrate every day. And that's everything sounds what you mentioned like this is because we don't need to complicate things, darlings, even though spirituality needs some inner work, that's our complication self, but it's never ending. But that sounds amazing, actually. And also, it's really funny because all the practices you were talking actually today, I was recording some videos uh, for our channel. And it was exactly these few practices you mentioned, which like made me like, okay, this is interesting. So I think most of us intuitive people know that the breath, first of all, is the most essential factor that we can use and utilize every time pretty much. And the movement of the energy oh my God, how many times we're just sitting there and not doing enough of ourselves. And it doesn't need to be, I love that you mentioned that it doesn't need to be exercising form. That so often we believe that it needs to be something hiking for two hours, going in the gym and sweating for two hours. It can be so freaking simple. We just need to shake it off. Jeez. Yeah, it just reminds me how sometimes we people tend to complicate things, you know, in our lives. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has been conditioned into us. Like a lot of that is all because of marketing. And we could talk for hours about how diet culture has impacted how we see movement. And I think it's important that we recognize traditionally our ancestors shook things off. They trembled. They wailed. They didn't go to the gym for two hours. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Not at all. Yes, we are not even, you know, I even read that we are not supposed to run actually our knees are not for running. So it's just interesting to see this from that kind of perspective. Um, but yes, darling, what would be actually the last note, something that your soul wants to share right now with the people, if we can put it in the motivational one sentence, what is like coming through you right now? Knowing yourself is the key to liberation. Oof. Amen. Preaching day. <laughs> um, okay, darling. I'm really excited actually having you here. And I think we could talk even more about this. But let me know what is your main channel, where people can find you. We, of course, will put all the links on the show notes. But what is that main channel that people can just jump in right now and connect with you? Yeah, you can find me at 
energyembodimentguide.com. Or you can join me for New Moon Commitments, where we commit to 40 days of internal meditation and self-reflection every other new moon on Instagram at Intuitive Izzy. Mm, amazing. Oh, I kind of feel like I want to join that too. Um, <laughs> gotta check that out. Okay, darling, I'm really, really thankful for you sharing. Now all of you loves have some self-mastery practices to do. Don't skip this. Try at least something that Izzy mentioned. I promise you it works. It feels amazing. And you feel lighter after you do these things. And... Yes, love. Thank you again for joining us and lots of love to you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all your listeners for giving me their time. And I hope to be back soon. So here we go, darlings. This is exactly how you can self-master your energy. This is so, so freaking essential for all of us. We need to be aware of our energies because we need to take responsibility how we radiate it, both for ourselves and for the community. And just knowing more about your energy can really help all of us, the whole collective, so much more. So I hope you learned some really magnificent pieces from this discussion that you're going to integrate some of the practices that we discussed and of course, to just find out more, please follow Izzy. She is a really beautiful teacher that expresses so much beauty within her work. And I just hope that anytime anything happens in your life, that you take account how your energy is flowing, that you take account in the awareness of understanding it a little bit more, because this is the journey Then we can go over and over again and once we do that once we just create that core awareness of our energy so many beautiful things can be unleashed i really i really know that that's the way to go for our society to transform at the higher level to work on our energies so please let's do this loves let's do this all together Thank you again for listening and I'm sending you so, so freaking much enormous love and I will see you next week in the solo episode. Bye my energetic babes. <laughs>